Hey, I'm Brett Gornick. I'm Jason Lobig. Welcome to the Live Better Podcast. As Nike trainers, international retreat leaders, and wellness advisors, we help people from all different backgrounds push towards their potential, get healthy, and change the world. This podcast is about teaching others to actively pursue their entrepreneurial dreams, similar to how we pursued ours, and how to get and stay healthy doing it. We didn't start our careers in training and wellness. Jason worked in public accounting, and I, Brett, worked in corporate retail until starting our dream experiential wellness business, Live Better. What started as an idea for a protein bar led us down a path to build what Live Better is now, which performs everything from personal training and corporate wellness to international wellness retreats and yoga and meditation for kids. We are here to encourage you to follow your dreams while holding you accountable. It's not easy, it's not always simple, but it is possible. Let's make today the best day ever. Hey, Live Better fam. We are super excited to be back on the podcast with Alexandra Benetti. Alexandra, how are you doing today? Where are you checking in from? And uh, we're going to have a good episode. So how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing well. Excited to be here. And I'm in New York City where I live. Where are you, where are you at in, in, the, in New York? We're downtown. Okay. I'm on 21st Street. Oh, nice. We have not you- been... Back this in New York in a while, but that place is a is, is a beast. Magic. If you're if you're a New Yorker, there's a debate if 21st Street is really downtown. Like okay. when I was young and cool, 21st Street was not downtown. <laughs> but now that I'm just an old mom, now 21st Street is downtown in my book. <laughs> we'll say you're downtown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. How how's how are things going in, in New York, and what are you up to uh, currently? Like emotionally or for work? Yeah, like, <laughs> well, we could tap into both. <laughs> um, well, I'm building a technology platform for fitness and wellness creators. And in our industry, we don't really call people creators, but I've, I've really taken a passion for the term because that's exactly what fitness and wellness professionals are. But we build for, for fitness and wellness talent, and we think about how do we help them navigate but really succeed in their career. And it turns out that, that fit pros and, and well pros careers are not linear. So, you know, it's not like we're just preparing them for an exam. There's a lot of twists and turns, a ton of different career options. And so we think about how do we build technology that accelerates, we call them, um, smart cuts instead of shortcuts, you know, where can we help them accelerate at, at, at every point of career from choosing education when you're first coming into the space to finding your, your dream job. I think historically people just kind of work in their neighborhood and that's not necessarily the company that's most aligned to what you want to create or, or your values. And so we, we spend a lot of time helping people, you know, place them to the right Place. We think that that makes a really big difference. And we build software for people who want to go independent or want to build community. They can sell their classes, private sessions, um, programs. We have a, a very deep, nerdy tech that, that we are very passionate about. And, and all of that together is, is kind of the building blocks on top of our community. And I think that that's the most special thing we have. We don't really consider it our 
our product, we consider it kind of like our, our company's soul and DNA. We think that network, it's more fun to go through a complicated career path with, with people along the way who are experiencing similar things or, or who have done the same thing as, as you, um, but also more productive. You know, I think that's, you, you get to learn a lot and, and lean on, on other people. So that's what we're all about. I, I think there's such a need for this in the space. Brett and I sort of talk about this all the time, especially when we share our story, but we both feel very fortunate to have had people close to us by happenstance that were extremely bright and business-minded from the start to where when we got into fitness and we got into wellness because our business goes far beyond just personal training, even though that's still probably the cornerstone of what we're doing day to day, um, of making this a career and not a side hustle and not something you have to figure out on your own. And I think what's interesting as we continue to mentor a lot of younger trainers and sort of speak out on some thought leadership in the space, especially here in Chicago, is how undervalued most trainers and wellness professionals are um, simply because they don't know how to price. They don't have the business acumen on the back end or a network or a platform to plug into. And they almost are doing a side hustle as a full-time job and never really realize how to fit some of the puzzle pieces together to make it a career. Um, and I think that there is such a need for that type of like centralized location to connect those trainers to connect technology, to connect thought leaders, to connect professionals across kind of tangential wellness spaces into a place where we can collectively all kind of build this being like a fit pro or being a wellness professional into a more like kind of quote unquote, well-respected field. And it's like, basically Brett and I, every time we give advice, we're just like, charge more, <laughs> raise your prices, like charge more money, charge more money. Like you cannot live off of what a studio is paying you basically minimum wage to teach a class and think that you're going to get away with living in a big city working full time off that. Like it just isn't working. Um, or a small city or, or any town, you know, regardless, yeah. I think, I think that the work that this community does is, is too impactful for the recognition that it receives. And I think you're right. Part of the reason is that it, that it's been, a lot of passionate people, you know, who are willing to take that hit because they really believe in what they're doing and they connect to, to whatever they're practicing and they're one, right? And think about just that, that journey is, is a very, very lonely journey at, at face value. You know, when you're, when you're teaching at a studio, you are, if you're teaching morning classes, you show up early, you open up the studio, you teach class, you teach three classes, you're exhausted, you leave. And that's when the next instructor or, you know, manager is coming in and you're like, Hey, how are, bye. Okay. Bye. And then that's it. You know, you, and, and, and so it's this shift based work, which is, is the reality of it. But it's really hard to build community where you're not kind of sitting at a computer in the office for 10 hours a day with your coworkers. And, and at the same time, you, you're, you, it, it, there's a feeling, I think, in our, in our industry and a very legitimate one where it feels a little bit like, is your, 
is your studio or gym there to support you or the client? And is, is the other trainer there to build camaraderie with you or compete with, with clients? Right. And, and those, those answers are, are sometimes yes, sometimes no. And sometimes maybe, right. There's, I mean, there's a plethora of, of, of communities and values and, but, but regardless of what the answer is, I think the the feeling is there. And I think that it's something that, that we should address in the way that, that we think of how do we, in this very lonely career path where it feels like the people who are going through it with you might feel like they're sitting at the opposite side of the table, how do we build a bridge between that? How do we bring um, collective power, you know, so that you're not just one? And when you're thinking, should I raise my prices? You're not just kind of Googling it, but you have a legitimate source that's telling you, hey, we have visibility into the prices of 50,000 instructors. And here's what people are charging and here's what people, you know, your experience or, or, or your education or your, this is what, what, you know, they're charging. And so I think that having that power as an industry is only going to elevate us. And that's something that really drives what we do at, at talent hack a lot. And it's been really nice to, from, you know, people like you that are spearheading technology platforms like this, who are sharing more like kind of open source information on, what those numbers are, um, which I think traditionally, especially in coaching, has been very closed door. People are very guarded about like their information, my clients, my pricing. Um, to open source that information makes it collectively a little more digestible too for clients when they come in to pay because you're not getting this wide distribution of like, well, this trainer is charging $30 and this trainer is charging $230. Like they don't understand the value gaps between that. But I think the biggest thing for us has just been like we got granted permission to like go out and do that. Somebody directly was like, hey, you need to charge more money. Like you need to do this. Like try this and see what happens. Where like you said, it's very lonely if no one is giving you the confidence to go out and ask for something like that um, or to think about things in different ways or to network. You really do feel like you're kind of doing it on your own and like we feel so many questions because that's out there. It's yeah. like you don't hear about like surgeons don't run Black Friday deals. Like accounting firms are not giving blanket cut rates on their partners. Like yeah. they're this is what they're charging. They know what their value is. And people are like, oh, I know that I'm going to get this amazing service from that. Like, of course, I'm willing to fork over tens of thousands of dollars for a surgery I know is really going to help me. And then people are like, oh, I'm not going to pay more than whatever for training or like a really high level coach. And it's just this like very interesting disconnect that I think um, a lot of great people are trying to add to the conversation. And it's so awesome. Like looking through your guys' information, which is like a very well-rounded um, kind of multifaceted approach to really like making this a career. It's not only about like one area of it by teaching online or social media. It's kind of the whole thing put together, which I think is awesome. Yeah. And, and, and to your point, I think that we, it, it feels to me and, and I own studios for close to 10 years here in New York. I've been in the industry for a while and I just, it, 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 it's always felt harder than it should be. You know, it always feels like I was really reinventing the wheel and every process that we were setting in place from, from subbing. I think it's, it's such a obvious, you know, how does every single studio and gym have a different subbing 
policy and a different way of dealing with it um, to things like pricing, right? I mean, it, it just, it goes so deep. And I think that that standardization, not in, not in, and you know, it's all charged the same thing, but just having some knowledge around what's out there to your point is, is really powerful. I'm, I'm very excited about this next phase for our industry that where technology can really impact it and bring people together in a way that, that feels additive. You know, we, we really believe that this is going to be the era of collaboration versus competition and, and coming together is going to make us stronger. And I'm, I'm very excited about what, what we're building. You said your background was in owning studios, obviously understanding the industry and all of that. Then what what flipped the switch for you to do what you do now? And if you could talk through like how you got out of that and got into this, I think a lot of people get sucked into what they're doing and it could be across any industry um, or anything and they have this idea or they know there's an opportunity. Uh, they just aren't willing or able to kind of push the gas pedal down to go at it. So what was that? like switch key for you to, to start yeah. talent hack. Yeah. So I, so I owned studios for a while and made all the mistakes there. <laughs> so I'm making less now, which is nice. But I think something that I, that I always, from the moment that I started, my biggest surprise was that the most important value that I had as a business was not the workout, which when I started, that was my obsession. You know, I was like, how do I make just the best workout that's going to give people the best results. And then very quickly, I realized people don't come here for the workout. They come here for the relationship that they've built with talent. And that client-talent relationship was very loud to me from the start. And I, I, it was a bootstrap business. And I was competing against companies that were getting millions of dollars in, in funding from, from private equities. And so I had to figure out what's going to be our competitive advantage. And I put all my chips on talent. Like I'm just going to find the best people, not the most famous people, not the most, you know, well-educated, well-developed people, because I couldn't afford those. How do I just find like great people, you know, who align to our values, who have, who care about clients genuinely, who have the kind of personality that's going to resonate with our clients. And so we, I, I focused on that and that, had really good results. I mean, I think we grew because of that. And that realization of talent holds the, the, the product ultimately, right? Because they were translating my workout into their own thing. Um, they owned the playlist, like they owned the experience of the classroom. They owned that emotional relationship to the client. And, and my business was, was, the infrastructure of the industry felt like it was built in a way where I couldn't give those people enough ever. It just never felt like I was ever going to make enough money to really contribute to their success in a really impactful way. You know, I was, I was just paying them what I could per hour and it just, it, it, it doesn't feel right. Especially when, when, like we said, it's a shift based business. So I'm giving you five, 10, 15, 20 hours of, of work a week. What are you supposed to do the other hours, right? Like how are you supposed to pay your bills? And so, so that's something that, that I always struggled with. And, and finally I started hosting what I called huddles in my living room, in my apartment in New York. And I would just invite, you know, eight instructors and, and, and ask them like, what 
is it like to be a fitness professional in New York City? Like how, what's, you know, tell me about it. And it always felt like within 10, 20 minutes, everyone in the room was crying. <laughs> I felt like such an emotional question. And it, and it was, you know, it wasn't meant to be. It was a pretty basic question. And I realized like there's, there's really, there's more here. And I think the reason that, that, that it, it feels this way is because of how lonely it is and how little support there is. So became very obsessed with that idea and decided to, to exit my, my studios and, and do this. And that was not easy. Like it, you know, I, I spent a few years um, looking for someone to buy the studios or, or for an investor, you know, I think at that point I wasn't clear if I wanted to like really sell or, or just have more cash so that I could do more with it while I also did talent hack. And, and then I started kind of doing both a bit. Talent hack just really drew me in. There was, there was something it just really resonated with who I am as, as a, as a manager and as a business person, I'm super nerdy and I really liked the like intellectual challenge of the tech space that that was really fun for me. Um, I liked the the team that I was building. I liked the fact that we could impact, you know, thousands of trainers right off the bat rather, rather than, you know, my team of 50 trainers or, or my clients. And, and so I started gravitating towards that. And at some point talent hack was, was growing fast enough where I just couldn't do both. I didn't have the bandwidth to do both. It just felt like I was doing both not well and I had to make a decision. And so that's when I became really focused on, okay, I need to find a buyer for, 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 for Bari, for my fitness studios. And I had a lot of conversations, you know, it, it wasn't like a, a three week thing. It, it took months and, and a lot of failed attempts, you know, a lot of deals that, that came through our desk that just either weren't the right ones or they decided not to pursue until we found one that really worked and we pulled the trigger and then I, I dedicated myself to talent hack. That's when I raised our first round of funding. What were the first couple things that you did at talent hack when you went full time? Like what was that first kind of iteration like when, cause you had been doing both for a little while we overlapped mm -hmm. on ours. So I'm always interested to hear like that first kind of phase when you have all that charged energy mm -hmm. and nothing pulling you away to the studios. Yeah. What was that first little bit like at Talent Hack? Yeah. Well, there were a few things that play there. One was that we had already done some work, you know, still super early, but we had done some work to prove that there was something there. It wasn't just a PowerPoint with an idea. It was there. We had built out, um, a very bad <laughs> tech that, that, you know, some people, if they could figure out how to navigate it, could jump on it. So we had some users. And so the first thing that I did was raise money because I had bootstrapped Bari for close to 10 years. And I was like, I do not want to do that again. That's really hard business. I need cash to really, you know, take this seriously and hire a team and, and scale. So, so that, as soon as I finished raising, I also gave birth <laughs> to my second child. Um, so I, I had, you know, a baby at home that I had to breastfeed, but I had just raised all this cash. And when you raise money, you are promising, you know, 
whatever milestones you have to hit. So I was super fortunate that I could hire some people for the first time since I had started the business. And we really focused on brands, both because it was my, that's kind of what I, what I love and gravitate towards. Um, but it really felt like in order to build this, I wanted to understand, is there, is there an emotional connection? Is there, is there impact here that, that the fitness and wellness community is going to feel beyond the product? Because I think I don't want to just build technology. That sounds boring to me. I want to build technology that, that, that resonates from like a human quality standpoint. So we started testing that and and it and that worked. You know, we we generated a lot more users that way, and and it did feel like it wasn't just users; it was real community that was that was being built. And that's when we were able to really kind of double down on what we were doing. What are you finding that people that use your product are using using it for the most? Um, are you seeing a mixture of people that are trying to go out on their own, people that are using it to understand what the what that life's like to wake up at 5am, be done working by 10 and what the hell to do with the rest of the day, how to make more money doing things, how to ask for more money at work. Like what are, what's like the kind of quote unquote average person that's using it. And then what ways are you serving them? I think one thing that I've noticed even since we started a few years ago is that there are more people doing more things. So I, I feel like, you know, three years ago, definitely five, seven years ago, it felt more like you were either a personal trainer or a group X or independent, or you work at a gym, right? It was like you kind of fit a box. And I think, I think what's really changed is that that is no longer, I don't know if if it was ever necessary, but it really feels unnecessary now. So people can work at a gym and a studio and have their zoom classes and have their, their private training instruct the clients and and that mix, it, I think, is 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 kind of what to me is the foundation of a more modern career path. Where I think that over the next ten years, this this career journey is going to evolve in a lot of ways. I think that that fitness and wellness professionals are going to be expected to know a little bit more about fitness and wellness holistically. You know, so if you're if you're a fit pro. You should definitely not be prescribing nutrition to anyone, but you should know the basics. Like you should know, you know, what is magnesium and, and how to sleep play with, with working out and, and your body. So I feel like we're, we're just being expected a little bit more. Um, and I think that, that that's, what's coming, you know, more, um, what I call, happy techniques. It's definitely not mental health. We should leave that to the professionals. But I think that more and more fit pros and well pros are expected to know how to talk to clients and how to give them more, more mind techniques. And I think all of that boils down to what we've definitely seen changing, which is people, professionals know that they can now juggle different things. So to answer your question, I think we're seeing more people going independent. Definitely. I think that's how we use how people use our platform the, the deepest, you know, if you're, if you're logging on every day, multiple times a day, it's because you're running your, your business there and you're checking in on clients and you're building community um, and you're, you know, 
taking a look at how much money you made that month. So, so that's, that's how people use the platform. I think the deepest, um, at the most superficial level, which is the most amount of people, right? So not like the, they don't come the most, but, but the most people use it for community. And that means jumping on our, on our community slack, where we're having a ton of different conversations could be on our, on our Instagram. And it could also be a lot of one-on-one conversations with our team asking some of, I'm sure similar questions to, to what you guys receive from what certification should I take to, you know, what do I do next? What are options for my career path all the way to what email should I send my community this month? You know, so, so we field a lot of those and that kind of network, both from our team to our talent as well as talent to talent is, is really strong. Yeah, I was just thinking about like what an unbelievable initial resource it would be if you were thinking about transitioning into this full time. Like you'd have so many more questions answered than trying to build the airplane after you already have taken off, which it seems like a lot of people have been doing recently because the barrier to entry is so low. Mm-hmm. But the other problem is you can now get a lot of very unqualified people giving a lot of unqualified advice. And it just becomes this extremely confusing landscape of like, who's right? What, who should I listen to? What answers come with some experience? Um, and having a filter for that and trusted really resource for that is extremely important. And what a valuable way to connect multiple of those people together to be able to share ideas just yeah, seems to me like a very logical step. What you said too before about collaboration versus competition. I think that's something that we've really tried to sidestep the entire time from the beginning. Cause like we didn't, we didn't start in a big box gym. We went independent right away and mm-hmm. built clients kind of thoughtfully and slowly, and then started to add things here and there and taught at some group fitness studios. And I've kind of moved around and just looked for that wide breadth of experience. So I've tried to like, basically kind of like created our own little MBA accelerator program for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But so many people come into it and are expecting that like right off the bat. And I'm like, yeah. you need, we need some like, we need some research first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and we've all been there, right? Like when I started being a trainer, I, rem- I, I, I did a Pilates certification and I took a, a few sports medicine classes here in New York and I'm a nerd. I'm, I just like, I love studying. So I went all in. And I remember still in my first months of teaching, I was Googling, you know, L3, L4 disc. <laughs> like, what is that? Just like stuff comes up when you're starting off that you, you know, you just, you don't know. And then, and you start learning on the job. And I think that that is always going to be part of our experience. And I think that, that yes, this is Talent Hack is a really good resource to go through that journey. Um, but I think I've been really surprised at how much we add value to people with large followings from, you know, I have a huge community and I just don't have the bandwidth, like, nor do I want to hire a three person team to deal with this. And we take all of like the, the business stuff off of their plate through, through our tech to, I, I'm thinking of a book deal or I want to partner with a big brand and I don't know how to start the conversation or I got a contract from a big brand and I don't know how much I'm supposed to be charging for this or how are these terms. So, so we are, we've, we are really intentional about wherever you are, we're going to meet you there. And, and I've been surprised at, at, I mean, now it's kind of obvious, but, but it was surprising at first to see how much we could contribute to 
people who have built large businesses and how much more potential there still is. You know, it's it's kind of hard for for anyone with a growth mindset to feel like, okay, I made it. Like this is good. I'm done. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here and whoever turns, like it'll be fine. There's always more. There's always more to discover, more people to impact, um, different ways to make money. How do you set yourself up with with passive income? What are big deals that you could do so that you don't have to train 30 hours a week or whatever you are so, so yeah, I, I love every phase of it. I'm, I'm really passionate about supporting. What do you think the biggest untapped area of potential is for maybe like, I don't know if you, if these are necessarily separate, although I feel like they probably are for somebody who's a bit newer and just kind of getting into it and like seeing, okay, well, I could get a bunch more clients. I could put some more content online. I could do some on-demand classes. I could boost my social, those types of things to maybe somebody who's a little bit bigger. What do you think some opportunities that seem to be untapped? Because you have you have a great macro kind of overhead view of like, oh yeah, all these things are going on, but not a lot of people in this area are kind of thinking about that yet. Um, what, are, what are some of those untapped opportunities, whether that's financial or just general like exposure and personal development? I can think of a few things. One is, 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 pricing in the industry. I think the way that the majority of talent sell their classes is it's just too much work and not enough reward. You know, so constantly selling to people 10 packs is exhausting. And we we developed a, a feature called pre-commits and pre-commits are basically you you lay out a program, you know, let's call it Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. And clients sign up for that program and you add whatever value you want to that, right? Like maybe each month you have a theme or whatever you, you spin you want to give it. But we automatically, it's a subscription and we automatically um, put those clients into those classes and put it on the client's Google Cal's or iCal's or whatever. And we've seen something insane, like 70% more attendance to those classes and 80% more retention. It just like really changes the business for, for people. And we've seen that, you know, people making a hundred thousand a month and, and 3000 a month. It just like completely changes your business. People are four xing how much, how much they make. So I think just from a business model perspective, there's a lot, you know, we've uncovered what we've uncovered in this past year of, of doing this, looking at the macro and being able to understand why are these people making so much money okay, this is like an interesting model that these like four people are doing. What if we apply it to 10? That worked. Let's apply it to 100. Let's build a feature, right? So like that's what's cool about tech is that is that you can look at it in that way. So so that's one that comes to mind. I think second, in terms of, of, of professional development, I think that we, the way that our industry is structured and I really appreciate and and celebrate education in general and I think that that educators in our space are doing the best that they know to do and I think it's you know I great like applause to all of it I really believe that there there's stuff that's not being taught that needs to be taught from developing your social media brand to sleep science you know and I, I think that that personal development I'm very excited about in general just to to dive into it and contribute to it because I think like I said I think that 
expectation of, of our industry, it just continues to expand because people have so much access to different things. So that doesn't mean that you have to be the expert in everything. You can't be. But how can we leverage technology to put knowledge at your fingertips? How do you learn the stuff that you do need to learn because that's only coming from your brain? Um, and what are some things that maybe are ancillary to what you know in your core that's really going to expand the way that you that you can create impact? So that's another world that I think that we have a ton of opportunity in. Like I really like the first one. I think it's it's just so interesting because when you get into this for the first time, everything is so transactional. Like yes. everything is a transaction. And every time you think about it, and I don't think clients prefer the friction of it. Like I know people who charge every session. And I'm like, you're just gonna get pissed, like seeing that money come out without any like long term <laughs> commitment to it. Like you're, you're just asking someone to even then take another step to be accountable to paying you. I'm like, we got to take more of that off the table. And yes. it's just as interesting, I think now in a very hybrid world with a lot of great platforms that can now provide you with things that are on demand, uh, how much more flexibility that gives people to really build robust mm-hmm. programs, whether you're in person digital or doing, especially doing some kind of both. I feel like huge for people who live in this. I do stuff, personal training. I have a lot of digital. I'm doing some experiences in person. My social media needs to be kind of humming. Like how do we get that ecosystem working really well together that you can work a bit smarter? I like this smart hack too. That's great. Yeah. And that's, that's why we don't spend a ton of, of, bandwidth going really deep on like video features like just use zoom you know what I mean? everyone has it on their phone they're gonna love it and it's not gonna make a big difference we spend all of our power as a team and how are we going to make you more money you know yes you need to build programs yes you need to teach classes like yes you need to have clients no shit you're going to do that in any platform that's not what that's not our superpower our superpower is building you the best tech for that then really leveraging it with with marketing tech so that if a client hasn't come in two weeks and they come every day, that we see that as a tech platform and we're sending that client an email on your behalf, like, hey, I haven't seen you. Like, what's going on? How can I help? And trying to get that client back for you. You know, what are the things that I can take off of your plate that, that technology just does better because it's a really smart machine versus what are the things that I can do for you? Like, I don't know that, you're, that your client's dog showed up to the Zoom and that was really cute today. So you send out that message, right? How do I give you more bandwidth to build community, to think about your programming and let me take everything off off your plate? And I think that that's something that's, that's, that, that we've done well with, with our tech and that we're thinking about all the time. It's just, we're not replacing humans with our tech. We are creating really smart tech that, that is not, that humans don't want to do. You know, and that's what, fun. What are you the most excited for going forward? Like stuff that maybe Talent Hack is obviously going to have a hand in, but also like where you kind of see this better future for fit pros going. Like what is something that's really exciting to you besides the personal development? Because it sounds like I think the education piece, obviously for you is always going to yeah. be a big one, like more information, you're going to get smarter and gain more experience. But like, yeah how the world's changing, what you guys are kind of adding to that in our space, like what is just really exciting to you now? And I think the, the, the power of personal connection 
is something that with a, a tech driven era, right? Like technology is just taking over, right? thinking about hardware and wearables and just how much technology can elevate the experience. I think I continue to bet on the person to person connection. I think without that, everything else becomes kind of, of, of meaningless or boring or hard to stick to. And so for us, it's how do we ride this technology wave and how do we leverage that for all of its amazing benefits and also elevate the human to human connection. So how can I give the client talent relationship more power? Not just not get in its way, but like, how do I encourage it more? How do I get talent and clients connecting more, getting to know each other more? You know, how do I put the right client facts in front of talent? How do I, how do I understand the talent personality? Like what archetype of an instructor are you to connect you to the right client so that more human stuff can happen and not, and not replacing that. And I think that that we'll see (laughs) what's right and what isn't. But that's where I'm putting my chips on, on, on people and just the power of, of, of intimacy, you know, and, and, and connection between people. Well, we had two years off from running our wellness retreats. And I think we were both a little scared that either zero people were going to come or we were going to have an overwhelming number of people who wanted to come. And thankfully it was the latter and being on the trip was absolute proof that people are just, they just need it. Yeah. Especially in a wellness context. I could not agree together, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, social, communal, environmental. How many of those things can we bring in to the same experience to get people to foster those connections? And it just, it was so reaffirming after Mm -hmm. having to take a two year hiatus from hosting one that it was like, this is not going away. All technology is what allowed you to come. You paid for it via technology. You saw it on social media. You've connected with, with us some other way because we couldn't really see you last year. And yeah. yet people from all over are now down here because they want to meet in person. And it was just like the best, like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think we can we can get away from that very basic human need. So one of our things we, we ask everybody, it's our motto at Live Better is to have the best day ever, every single day. So if you could wake up tomorrow, do whatever you want, anything you want, there's no restrictions, nothing. What does your best day ever look like? Um, I, I, I meditate and I cannot go a day without it. So just making sure that I have time for that and spending time with my kids. We didn't talk about them because that's not what this is about. <laughs> but they are they're my source of happiness. It's it's really fun and I I just love to get more time with them whenever I can. I love that. I, I love that. You're the first person that's brought kids into it. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I love I have a 10 month old so I'm I'm in it too and it's the best ever. Oh, you! Oh, wait! It gets better every month that goes every by. Every month it's gotten better, so I can't wait. It's the greatest. You month. have no idea. I can't wait to absolutely corrupt her. Yeah, you you always need that uncle, you know, exactly. that teaches you. I that teaches the crazy you. Uncle you right start here. screaming. Yeah. you take her back. Yeah. when she's in a good mood, I'll take her. They're so much fun. Oh yeah, yeah, great. you're gonna love it. Awesome. Well, Alexandra, thank you so much for, for chatting with us, telling your story. I think it's just as fitness professionals, as wellness professionals, hearing what you're doing, hearing it, it's just like, man, like 
it is just so awesome to hear that somebody in, in a group of people like you is taking this on to boost the entire industry and doing it in such a way in which you're supporting and uh, we know about about everything you're doing and it's it's really necessary and I think what draws me in the most about what you just mentioned is that it, the connection is everything right bringing together communities talking having these conversations and and building things up I think it's so valuable and we need more of it so thanks so much for doing that and uh, where can people find out about it we got a lot of fitness professionals that are listening to the show uh, where can people log on pop on what are ways to get involved I think Instagram is, is our best gateway drug at the talent hack. Um, once you're there, link in bio is, is our website and it's the talenthack.com. And that's it. You can literally just message us and our entire team is there to support. And thank you guys so much for giving me this opportunity and letting me just talk away about all the things. I really appreciate it. And thank you for the work that, that you're doing. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.